Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I have ideas and stories to share about the times where working too hard introduces its own challenges. Today, we're going to explore feelings of burnout and some strategies to avoid it in the future. Have a listen. Every one of us has some kind of purpose, something to push for, something we have to do every day when we get out of bed. Typically, it's work, school, caregiving. We do it sometimes for our basic livelihood or our futures. But oddly enough, even that sometimes is not enough. What I'm talking about is when you wake up Monday morning and you can't find the motivation to get out of bed and start your day. You feel like you've been putting in effort tirelessly for months and aren't getting the return that you'd like to see. You find yourself in a rut that you just can't navigate your way out of. I'm talking about burnout. Burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. People regularly experience this, and it's not very fun. Imagine for a moment, you're a kid visiting the amusement park you've been waiting to go to all summer. You see your favorite ride or cartoon character or pretzel stand. You can't wait to have the time of your life. You take your first ride, your first photo with Mickey or the first bite of your pretzel. The salty adrenaline rush sends a dopamine hit to your child brain demanding more. You're back in line for another round. Next time isn't as exciting. So you try it again a third time, hoping you can find that same initial joy. You don't get it. You take a bathroom break, lunch break, come back again, still not there. Now, imagine you're tired of all the rides, the mascots, and the food, but you're forced to go back again and again until you get that same rush you had the first time. It never comes. This is similar to the experience of burnout. Of course, burnout doesn't always arise out of nowhere. Sometimes we set ourselves up for it. In my last semester of my bachelor's, I had hit my prime as a student. I made that 6 a.m. wait for the bus in high school look like a cakewalk. I was up at 5 a.m. Monday through Friday religiously. I had a balanced breakfast and proceeded to study for the GRE for 45 minutes exactly. From there, I took the bags I packed the night before and went to the gym to execute my pre-planned workout. I then had an hour to make any early morning emails and phone calls. Then, I was the first person to sit down for my 10 a.m. lecture. When I was out of my class that day, I sat in the library until my dinner hour. Then I'd study until 10 p.m., pack for the next day, and be in bed asleep by 10.30. That was three years ago, and I have not been able to get anywhere close to that level of efficiency. I was staying in shape, I brought my GPA up, I even got accepted to my top choice university for grad school. With outcomes like that, you'd think I'd commit to that kind of day-to-day -day for life. But I didn't. I couldn't. Because for the first six months out of school, I was depressed. I was exhausted. I was lazy. I had been experiencing burnout. I took a job out of state when I graduated. It was a good opportunity for me to put my skills to work and it came with good compensation, but I had no motivation for it. The buildup from the academic grind had 
taken its toll and left behind an empty, unmotivated vessel that could only muster up the ability to show up physically. Not mentally, not socially, and most certainly not emotionally. But why? I have reflected on that period a number of times since it passed, and my conclusion was this. I realized that during my final semester, I had committed over 100%. I sacrificed all pleasantries in life with the goal of coming out with absolutely everything. This was at the expense of adequate rest and social life. In my last semester of college, I turned into a robot in exchange for some of my youth and mental health. I'm not ashamed of the choices I made, but after leaving that job, I realized that that level of grinding was not sustainable. It was a surefire way to burn out, too. Now, interestingly enough, my career as a student was not over that at that point. A couple months later, I had to get through grad school. The demand, workload, the stakes were all higher. That story deserves its own episode, but right now I want to talk about how you and I can avoid burnout in the future. Here's three ideas to consider. Number one. Don't bite off more than you can chew. There are 168 hours in a week. Assuming you can get 8 hours of sleep per night, you're down to 112. Suppose your hygiene, your meals, and your indecision to decide what to wear today adds up to another 12. You now have 100 hours a week for your productivity and leisure. It's to your advantage to spend it as conservatively as possible to preserve the time available for what matters most to you. This is a sentiment we all share, by the way. We all have families or hobbies or skills we want to work on. Knowing this, what you should understand is that it's okay and healthy to say no every once in a while. Say no to a meeting. Say no to a project. If you have to, say no to an outing with your friends. You'll occasionally need to fight for your own time. Because if you don't, nobody else will. Number two. Flip the script. At some point in time, you've probably had a big project assigned to you. Something that can easily consume hours upon hours, days upon days to complete. Intuitively, the best approach is to prioritize that project first because the more time you put in now, the less time you put in later, right? Sort of. The problem we can easily fall for is when that project takes up more time than you budget for it. This might produce more results up front, but then you've neglected the other 99 problems in your life. Consider this. Life becomes challenging when duty calls, of course, but life becomes more challenging when we push everything else off until the last minute, or, God forbid, forego it all together. Try to flip the script so that any and all minor tasks are taken care of before you dedicate time to your biggest obligation. You might find a clear schedule gives you a clear mind to tackle that large project better than you thought. Number three, get support. The best tennis player in the world still has a coach. A coach that probably couldn't outplay the best tennis player because then they would be the best tennis player. Find people who support your vision, who support your goals, who support you. Having these folks around are invaluable in your journey. They're your voice of reason, they're your teammates, they're your gas pedal, they're your brakes. They'll encourage you to get back up when you're knocked down and they'll buy you a coffee or a drink when you need to step away. These are your friends, your mentors, advisors, your family, your therapist even. The journey is yours, 
but you write the story. That means you decide between the rough path less traveled or the long scenic route. It also means that you can decide what characters are a part of your story. They might stay for a while or eventually part ways, but however you decide for your story to turn out, don't forget to put the pen down and I can assure you'll avoid burnout. I hope you enjoyed this piece on avoiding burnout. There will be challenges ahead for all of us to overcome, and I encourage you to make sure you're pacing yourself well and have adequate resources available to you. Keep striving onward and live your best life. With that said, I'm Christoph, signing off.